0: one gentleman certainly Uh, and he's this is the gentleman who keeps in his company you know the likes of Abant Bagwa fifa the likes of donald trump the likes of and i'm talking about Patrice mutap now uh, african rainbow capital now we do know that uh, they already were one of the investors uh, alongside the likes of mercer and others in alexander forbes now it seems that mercer has offloaded much of their own equity Uh, in Alexander Forbes' uh, holdings and, uh, I guess, the uh, South African operation as well, to African Rainbow Capital. What does this mean for Alexander Forbes? You know, I I think since Alexander Forbes started having
1: issues, we saw an exodus of executives, and we saw African Rainbow Capital gradually increasing their stake bit by bit. I mean, this whole thing, and as people predicted before, and I think it was mentioned on air as well, that ultimately... I mean, this is a way for Patris to be able to continue to build a solid financial services company to, and with the help of Sunlamp, stuff like that. And yes, it is happening at last, but if all this transaction goes through after paying that 1 billion rent and then having shares in the listed entity, then the guys will be the biggest shareholder at almost 33%. And it was in the making, and Patris made it clear, you know, that he wants to build a solid, black uh, 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 focus or own a uh, 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 financial services company. And you know what? I think it's a good thing, not just for the market, but also for Alexander Forbes itself because now lately, I think it's getting out of tune with the market.
0: Mm-hmm. And and talk to me because, you know, the other thing that I guess uh, happens in parallel here is that if if you think about ARC and the role that they have in Sunlam Investment Managers and even the broader Sunlam. Uh, I mean, these are two businesses that in many ways, I guess, are playing in the same pond here. Uh, And I'm quite interested in whether or not this should return us to what came out of the rumor mill last year, where many people were suggesting that uh, a potential tie up or a merger between Sunlam and Alexander Forbes was on the cards.
1: Exactly, and indirectly, is happening as yes, we know that uh, through Bantu uh, bank, bank uh, they happen to be also a major player in Sanlam. And then, who who are the CEOs, by the way, you know of this African rainbow capital? Okay, we still have the guys who are involved. So now, it's not surprising that the guys are, I are, 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 think, are pushing a parallel process to get to a point where, if it has to happen, between Alexander Forbes and what do you call this in Sanlam, then number one, they've got a the backup or a buy-in over 33 percent shareholder, which is very significant. And then at the same time, they continue to pursue strategies in such a way that come to that point, if it has to happen, then it's not a question of the bigger boy swallowing a small player. At least there will be some real value, and truth be told, ARC or Alexander Forbes Will spend a better chance to be able to co- acquire more companies going forward mm. compared to Sunlam giving its credential and i think as well is the intention of Sunlam to try to help as much as they can to make sure that the afc gets to a level where it is there's some real value into this mm. whole thing and like we said before this has been in the making that does not make it wrong but yeah sure. i think it's big ups for Patrice and more importantly Alexander Forbes will be getting a player that will be able to help them to go back to be one of the talents of the market. I mean, the guys used to dominate at Mm, some point and they managed to lose it one way or the other. Let's hope that they regain that shine that they used to have.
0: Mako, we know, I mean, at Alexander Forbes, uh, some of the pain points or the burning issues or what was contentious um, uh, with successive management teams that we've seen in the last few years or so was largely around the strategy... Uh, that uh, the firm can take in relation to the different segments that it plays in. It might be pension fund administration right through to sort of short-term insurance and uh, all manner of other things. And also uh, the role uh, and I guess the the kind of foray that they make into the continent of Africa. Do you get a sense now uh, with a bigger stake for ARC and I guess these sort of indirect links with A Sanlam that uh, some of those strategy debates and contention is actually over?
1: Yeah, I think they'll be able to pursue them aggressively. And as you're saying, they managed to get an executive team that is buying into the whole strategy of the board or the whole strategy of the shareholder that this is how we want the company to go. We want someone who can drive this vision. And then as you're saying, the other guys were not too happy with all that. And remember, at some point, there were talks that I think it was Kim Price or so who were looking at buying the short-term insurance business of. Alexander Fox, and I don't think that deal went through something of that sort. So, what I'm saying is that still some. A good asset in this whole thing. The question of how are you driving that? Which markets do you intend to penetrate? Look at Salam. We know that concerning some of these things, they managed to get a good decent one at some point in Mauritius. They're doing some nice inroads compared to all usual in Africa. So if they continue doing that and they have to go into Africa, ARC might not have, this, or Alexander Force might not have the necessary balance sheet compared to Salam. But going forward, Salam giving them the backing, mm. and definitely there will be able to make a uh, decent acquisition into Africa and I think that's the only way they will be able to grow into Africa instead of starting something totally new
0: yeah what what happens to Mercer here um I mean one would think that good, uh, you know they're, they're, they're you know, still a
1: player because ultimately at the end of this whole thing they will at least still own 4.5 percent or so and then they made they were in pains in fact to explain that they will continue to work together with Alexander Forbes. And I think they realize that the markets will start to think that the minute they are selling uh, this big chunk, you know, of their thing, then also when it comes to their uh, cooperation, working together on strategic things, might also fall away. But the guys were also in pain pain to explain that definitely we will continue to work together with Alexander Forbes. How long will that last? We don't know. But for now we know they'll continue to be a player mm. and still they'll just be a small shareholder of 4.5 percent or so
0: yeah yeah Magwe, let's talk just briefly now about clicks um, i mean this for me is one of the uh, really really interesting case studies of uh, what vertical c- integration can do uh, to really weather the storm sometimes in retail or depending on what you're selling uh, because uh, in your own terminology, you, you often speak about defensive stocks. Uh, and these are the stocks uh, that uh, continue to perform where their earnings or revenue profile continues uh, to be consistent, even in tough economic conditions. And that's because, yeah. you know, at some point, all of us need Vaseline. At some point, all of us, you know, need some cosmetics, some healthcare products. And uh, it seems these guys at Clicks have been able to weather some of the tough consumer conditions uh, and also have done so on the back of a very strong distribution offering.
1: Yeah, and I mean, for them, as you saying, you know, for 20 weeks to be able to increase their sales by almost 9.9% for the group, I think that's very good But We just need to accept the fact that beauty and health continue to be defensive, you know, in economic slowdown. And maybe we need to qualify that, that especially when it comes to beauty, is beauty which is affordable. People will continue to buy. Those lotions, they still need to put a lotion. You know, they'll still continue to buy a decent or whatever a moisturizer. And fortunately, Clicks is offering all that. Let alone the health part of things. And the health part of things, Ayabonga. Testimony to that mm. is that, as you said, they are a distribution unit sure. which distributes to Clicks itself. Okay. The third parties. Let's like pause them, are. Up, uh...
0: And today on Rides of Our Lives. Will Tabile catch a lift with Brother Taito without having another fight about the aux cable? Is it going to be sad boy music all the way to class? Will Tabille turn up the bad bad vocals and ditch this music drama? Or will she make it happen when she buys the new Renault Quid for only one triple 9, 9, nine with 1 year insurance now with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto? Find out more next time. 9% deposit over 72 months, 35% residual, 10.34% interest, total cost 197395 smart shoppers get the best prices
1: at pick and pay when you swipe your smart shopper card like 750 mls johnny walker black label whiskey
0: and assaulted 1.5 liters pnp water for 319 rand when you buy both and swipe valid till 26 january C's and Cs apply while stocks last alcohol not for sale to persons under the age of 18 drink responsibly pick well pick pick and pay this is metro fm talk with ayabonga this is business wrap of the day Metro a talk with my we had to dash there and of course the to baba but you were still I guess uh, outlining uh, the uh, defensive strategy uh, and uh, I guess the impact of a defensive stock like clicks on any portfolio.
1: Yeah, and I'm saying, I mean, clicks, especially when it comes to the health type of thing, mm. have to be demonstrated by the outperformance of uh, their distribution unit, which does not only distribute it to Plex itself, but also to hospital, private hospitals and also independent pharmacies. I mean, that continues to outshine and manage to help the growth when it comes to the sales. So it confirms that beauty and health, you know, offerings continue to give you the defensiveness that you need, especially in an economy which is not doing okay. But if you check clicks, you know, compared to this can which I think is three times bigger than uh, this because I think it's at the market cap of almost 69 billion compared to 23 billion of this term. You know, their PE is very demanding at almost 37. And I think for the sector itself, it's around 21 or so. And you check that one of these is around 32. And unfortunately, both of them, are not good to dividend payers because clicks has got a dividend yield of around 1.7% and then this discount of 1% per year. Are they still ringing the chills? Definitely they are. Mm. Because as you said, one or the other, you still need that tablet. One or the other, you still need to buy that facility. Mm.
0: Makwe, let's shift our attention here. And uh, we also saw another, um, I guess, production update uh, that came out uh, on uh, the Sens wires today. Uh, and that was from Anglo. Uh, And it seems just on the back of, I guess, a strong showing here by some of the platinum group metals, uh, more notably Palladium, which uh, I must say, I mean, you know, I I looked at the price earlier on this afternoon and from the last time I checked, I'm like, I mean, when did Palladium clear that 2000 US dollar an ounce mark? But uh, it seems now that uh, it's certainly rallying in a manner that uh, would make many uh, PGM producers here in South Africa very happy. And uh, we saw Uh, On the part of Anglo, 9% increase here, uh, despite load shedding in uh, their production numbers. And also sales volumes up 11% to uh, just over 1.4 million ounces.
1: Yeah, and you rightfully said, you know, it's all at the back of what is happening with Palladium. And I think it's just a simple uh, logic, you know. If prices are good, what's stopping you from producing more? You know, because that's the time you'll make money, as you're saying about the Palladium itself, you know. And all because people are worried about the shortage of palladium compared to the demand. Remember, it's mainly used when it comes to the petrol vehicles. And since that the new diesel scandal, most people are moving and manufacturers are moving into petrol. Hence, there is that huge demand. And yes, we know if we just take Anglo itself, they are complaining that because of the shading, they had a production loss of almost 742 million, which they don't think they'll be able to recover. But generally, the guys didn't do that, badly and mainly because classes are good, then definitely you have to start producing more. And I think going forward, if really there's no bubble when it comes to that sector of palladium, then I think these guys will continue to bring the money. But in a way, I think it's about time. There was a time when they were struggling. There were times when they bought the Brazilian mindset, the top-end price, and they were suffering from that. There was time that they suspended paying dividends. So if they their to start making money, I think it's only fair that they have to reward their shareholders. And we hope that if they continue coming with this kind of numbers and increasing production where necessary, it also helps when it comes to job losses. Because mm. we see everyone, you know, is trying to cut jobs because they're complaining about weak economy stuff like that. So I think uh, let's celebrate with them because we hope that they won't have any reason to come and say after six months you also have to cut jobs. Because we'll remind them that at some point, guys. You we were just smiling all the way to the bank. So I think we should have built enough cushion to be able to go through difficult times if those difficult times will be happening. But I think it's good for our mining sector remember Mining continues to be a huge revenue, foreign revenue and for South Africa. So the more we produce more, as we export a lot of that, then that's also good for for foreign earners.
0: Certainly. And uh, I think also the other thing is, uh, with all of the uh, technological change that's happening, Makwe, we can already anticipate that uh, there will be some demand. I mean, I think about, you know, uh, a storage of uh, uh, renewable energy, I think of electric vehicles and many other things that might, uh, really increase the demand for uh, platinum here. And uh, uh, that might uh, position our mining sector uh, to uh, certainly uh, take up some of that opportunity. But I want us to shift our attention to Labat Africa. Now, um, they put out a voluntary uh, announcement earlier on today as well, suggesting that uh, they've now bought cannabis training and education platform called Canna Africa. <laughs> did you
1: see the price? I think they're one to the share. And How much was it? Them. 15 million, eh? Fifteen million mm. so, and you know
0: well about the trading bro 45 cents forty five cents so this is a really small cap, huh?
1: yeah, and they they they, they but they bought the thing at one time to share very interesting, and hence the markets were not uh, excited, mm. but if really they want to definitely capture the whole value chain because at some point remember they acquired some licenses, companies that own licenses, mm. and we have to qualify that, but those companies were not yet planting, they acquired those kind of things. I think coming forward, and especially if this whole thing gets to be legislated, mm. and uh, all these things back home, what connect, whatever they need to do, then definitely they're in the better mm. position.
0: But mm-hmm. what, what licenses are these? Are these research licenses or licenses for pharmaceutical production or production
1: just no, to the for
0: what <laughs> <laughs> it's a <not>, laugh,
1: forget your township lingo. This uh, medicinal
0: cannabis. Asipati. Thousand pounds. <laughs> ah, muna, medicine is the application, Papa. But Pachi ki Pachi.
1: And I think they're well positioned because the guys will capture the whole village aid. And I think what they need to do as well, they have to make sure that they acquire their labs as well. Because to get the the, the, the right thing when it comes to medical and uh, medicinal cannabis, mm. also your lab as well has to be proper and make sure as well that the way you plant them, they meet all the standards because this is medicinal so you have to adhere to other things. You are not just doing it for him purposes which is used for other things but if it's medicinal then they're very specific. even the offtake that you'll be getting from anyone only make sure that whatever you're doing a seat and stuff like that they are clear to the necessary standards but yeah going forward i think the guys have positioned themselves very well and we know about it have been struggling at some point they tried to buy some striking business that mm. business, that deal didn't go through so i think uh, it's very but sure they're getting somewhere and positioning themselves, and it shows that the guys don't necessarily have the money, and they're able to do the all all all, all share kind of uh, of an offer because they're giving them the shares in exchange of them owning the company. And I think the founder also he will remain and become the CEO of that subsidiary. But yeah. I think it's a good move and it's required that people get to be trained when it comes to the production of this whole thing. It's very important. It's a new industry. Mm. People will make mistakes. But if you're the first one and become a leader, then I think you're well positioned Mm. to go
0: forward. And you know what my concern is, Mark, with this particular industry? Um, You know, there there are people who have been uh, uh, growing this kind of cannabis for decades. Um, And the big question is, how do you get some of those people into that value chain? Um, And that's why for me it's so interesting that a training and education platform like this can potentially assist them, uh, be it uh, by way of rearing seeds, how you plant, how you harvest and how you even process uh, the material, Uh, can be able to also assist them to access global markets and even the local market um, in the formal and credible sense uh, without them having to opt for the black market really out of necessity.
1: I agree with you. And, you know, these guys have been doing it for decades, and they've got a special way that they can even teach the teachers themselves mm. that this is how it's done, stuff like that. And you're right, we need to formalize this because this is going to be a very big market going forward. And as you are saying, you know, instead of just doing it in the black market, you know, for stuff like that, people have to do it the right way. And I agree with you that, yeah, going forward, that can be a good job, provided they themselves as an institution, they know what they're doing, by the way.
0: Okay, Makwe, we'll have to leave it there, my brother, and uh, always a pleasure catching up with you. And uh, until we catch up again, pleasure. That there was uh, Makwe Masilela, uh, Chief Investment Officer and Founder at uh, Makwe Fund Managers, helping us wrap up uh, all of the big news in the world of business on this Thursday.
1: Business business, business wrap of the day.